O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of his kingdom for ever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Saturday, May 8th. Shabbat Shalom. It is prophesied in the book of Amos that in the last days there would be a famine in the land, not a famine for food, but a famine for the word of God, as it is written in Amos 8, 11, and 12. Behold, the days come, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea and from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord and shall not find it. Even in the days of Joseph there were seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. He had stored up grain for the seven years of famine. The Daily Audio Torah is your storehouse where you can get grain. It is twenty minutes every day of pure scripture flowing out, living manna to feed your spirit. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we finish up the Torah portion, Bahar, and it means, On the Mount. Leviticus 27, 1-34 Hashem spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to B'nai Israel, and say to them, When anyone explicitly vows to Hashem, the equivalent for a human being, the following scale shall apply. If it is a male from 20 to 60 years of age, the equivalent is 50 shekels of silver by the sanctuary weight. If it is a female, the equivalent is 30 shekels. If the age is from 5 to 20 years, the equivalent is 20 shekels for a male and 10 shekels for a female. If the age is from 1 month to 5 years, the equivalent for a male is 5 shekels of silver, and the equivalent for a female is 3 shekels of silver. If the age is 60 years or over, the equivalent is 15 shekels in the case of a male, and 10 shekels for a female. But if one cannot afford the equivalent, he shall be presented before the Kohen, and the Kohen shall assess him, and the Kohen shall assess him according to what the vower can afford. If the vow concerns any animal that may be brought as an offering to Hashem, any such that may be given to Hashem shall be holy. One may not exchange or substitute another for it, either good for bad, or bad for good. If one does substitute one animal for another, the thing vowed and its substitute shall both be holy. If the vow concerns any unclean animal that may not be brought as an offering to Hashem, the animal shall be presented before the Kohen, and the Kohen shall assess it whether high or low, whatever assessment is set by the Kohen shall stand. 
and if he wishes to redeem it, he must add one-fifth to its assessment. If anyone consecrates his house to Hashem, the Kohen shall assess it, whether high or low, as the Kohen assesses it, so it shall stand. And if he who has consecrated his house wishes to redeem it, he must add one-fifth to the sum at which it was assessed, and it shall be his. If anyone consecrates to Hashem any land that he holds, its assessment shall be in accordance with its seed requirement, fifty shekels of silver to an omer of barley seed. If he consecrates his land as of the jubilee year, its assessment stands. But if he consecrates his land after the jubilee, the Kohen shall compute the price according to the years that are left until the jubilee year and its assessment shall so be reduced. And if he who consecrated the land wishes to redeem it, he must add one-fifth to the sum at which it was assessed, and it shall pass to him. But if he does not redeem the land, the land is sold to another. It shall no longer be redeemable. When it is released in the Jubilee, the land shall be holy to Hashem, as land proscribed. It becomes the Kohen's holding. If he consecrates to Hashem land that he purchased, which is not land of his holding, the Kohen shall compute for him the proportionate assessment up to the jubilee year, and he shall pay the assessment as of that day, a sacred donation to Hashem. In the jubilee year the land shall revert to him from whom it was bought, whose holding the land is. All assessments shall be by the sanctuary weight, the shekel being twenty gira. A firstling of animals, however, which, as a firstling, is Hashem's, cannot be consecrated by anybody, whether ox or sheep. It is Hashem's. But if it is of unclean animals, it may be ransomed as its assessment with one-fifth added. If it is not redeemed, it shall be sold at its assessment. But of all that anyone owns, be it man or beast, or land of his holding, nothing that he has proscribed for Hashem may be sold or redeemed. Every proscribed thing is totally consecrated to Hashem. No human being who has been proscribed can be ransomed. He shall be put to death. All ties from the land, whether seed from the ground or fruit from the tree, are Hashem's. They are holy to Hashem. If anyone wishes to redeem any of his tithes, he must add one-fifth to them. All tithes of the herd or flock, of all that pass under the shepherd's staff, every tenth one, shall be holy to Hashem. He must not look out for good as against bad, or make substitution for it. If he does make substitution for it, then it and its substitute shall both be holy. It cannot be redeemed. These are the commandments that Hashem gave Moses for Benai Israel on Mount Sinai. First Samuel two twenty two to four twenty two. Now Eli was very old when he heard all that his sons were doing to all Israel, and how they lay with the women who performed tasks at the entrance of the tent of meeting. He said to them, Why do you do such things? I get evil reports about you from the people on all hands. Don't, my sons, it is no favorable report I hear the people of Hashem spreading about. If a man sins against a man, Hashem may pardon him. But if a man offends against Yahweh, who can obtain pardon for him? 
but they ignored their father's plea, for Hashem was resolved that they should die. Young Samuel, meanwhile, grew in esteem and favor both with Hashem and with men. A man of the Lord came to Eli and said to him, Thus says Hashem, Lo, I revealed myself to your father's house in Egypt when they were subject to the house of Pharaoh. And I chose them from among all the tribes of Israel to be my Kohanim, to ascend my altar, to burn incense, and to carry an ephod before me. And I assigned to your father's house all offerings by fire of the Israelites. Why then do you maliciously trample upon the sacrifices and offerings that I have commanded? You have honored your sons more than me, feeding on the first portions of every offering of my people Israel. Assuredly, declares Hashem, the God of Israel, I intended for you and your father's house to remain in service, in my service forever. But now, declares Hashem, far be it from me, for I honor those who honor me, but those who spurn me shall be dishonored. A time is coming when I will break your power and that of your father's house, and there shall be no elder in your house. You will gaze grudgingly at all the bounty that will be bestowed on Israel, but there shall never be an elder in your house. I shall not cut off all your offspring from my altar, but to make your eyes pine and your spirit languish, all the increase in your house shall die as ordinary men, and this shall be a sign for you. The fate of your two sons, Hophni and Pinaeus, they shall both die on the same day and I will raise up for myself a faithful Kohen who will act in accordance with my wishes and my purposes. I will build for him an enduring house, and he shall walk before my anointed forever. All the survivors of your house shall come and bow low to him for the sake of a money fee and a loaf of bread, and shall say, Please assign me to one of the priestly duties that I may have a morsel of bread to eat. Young Samuel was in the service of Hashem under Eli. In those days, the word of Hashem was rare. Prophecy was not widespread. One day, Eli was asleep in his usual place. His eyes had begun to fail, and he could barely see. The lamp of the Lord had not yet gone out, and Samuel was sleeping in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of Hashem was. Hashem called out to Samuel, and he answered, I'm coming. He ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. But Eli replied, I didn't call you. Go back to sleep. So he went back and lay down. Again Hashem called, Samuel. Samuel rose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. But he replied, I didn't call my son. Go back to sleep. Now Samuel had not yet experienced Hashem. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel again a third time, and he rose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli understood that the Lord was calling the boy. And Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down. If you are called again, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And Samuel went to his place and lay down. Hashem came and stood there, and he called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, Speak, for your servant is listening. The Lord said to Samuel, I am going to do in Israel such a thing that both ears of anyone who hears about it will tingle. In that day, 
I will fulfill against Eli all that I spoke concerning his house from beginning to end. And I declare to him that I sentence his house to endless punishment for the iniquity he knew about, how his sons committed sacrilege at will, and he did not rebuke them. Assuredly, I will swear concerning the house of Eli that the iniquity of the house of Eli will never be expiated by sacrifice or offering. Samuel lay there until morning, and then he opened the doors of the house of Hashem. Samuel was afraid to report the vision to Eli. But Eli summoned Samuel and said, Samuel, my son, and he answered, Here. And Eli asked, What did he say to you? Keep nothing from me. Thus and more may Hashem do to you if you keep from me a single word of all that he said to you. Samuel then told him everything, withholding nothing from him. And Eli said, He is Hashem. He will do what he seems, deems as right. Samuel grew up, and the Lord was with him. He did not leave any of Samuel's predictions unfulfilled. All Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, knew that Samuel was trustworthy as a Navi of Hashem. And Hashem continued to appear at Shiloh. Hashem revealed himself to Samuel at Shiloh with the word of Hashem. And Samuel's word went forth to all Israel. Israel marched out to engage the Philistines in battle. They encamped near Evan Ha Ezer, while the Philistines encamped at Aphek. The Philistines arrayed themselves against Israel, and when the battle was fought, Israel was routed by the Philistines, who slew about 4,000 men on the field of battle. When the Israelite troops returned to the camp, the elders of Israel asked, Why did Hashem put us to rout today before the Philistines? Let us fetch the ark from Shiloh. Thus he will be present among us and will deliver us from the hands of our enemies. 4, 3, 2, 1 So the troops sent men to Shiloh. There Eli's two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, were in charge of the ark, and they brought down from there the ark of the Lord of hosts enthroned on the cherubim. Then the ark entered the camp. All Israel burst into a great shout so that the earth resounded. The Philistines heard the noise of the shouting, and they wondered, Why is there such a loud shouting in the camp of the Hebrews? And when they learned that the ark of Hashem had come to the camp, the Philistines were frightened. But they said, Hashem has come to the camp. And they cried, Woe to us! Nothing like this has ever happened before. Woe to us! Who will save us from the power of this mighty Hashem? He is the same Yahweh who struck the Egyptians with every kind of plague in the wilderness. Brace yourselves and be men, O Philistines, or you will become slaves to the Hebrews as they were slaves to you. Be men and fight. The Philistines fought. Israel was routed, and they all fled to their homes. The defeat was very great. Thirty thousand foot soldiers of Israel fell there. The Ark of Hashem was captured, and Eli's two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, were slain. A Benjamite ran from the battlefield and reached Shiloh the same day. His clothes were rent, and there was earth on his head. When he arrived, he found Eli sitting on a seat, waiting beside the road, his heart trembling for the Ark of Hashem. The man entered the city to spread the news, and the whole city broke out in a cry. And when Eli heard the sound of the outcry and asked, What is the meaning of this uproar? The man rushed over to tell Eli. 
Now Eli was ninety-eight years old. His eyes were fixed in a blind stare. The man said to Eli, I am the one who came from the battlefield. I have just fled from the battlefield. Eli asked, What happened, my son? The bearer of the news replied, Israel fled before the Philistines, and the troops also suffered a great slaughter. Your two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, are dead, and the Ark of Hashem has been captured. When he mentioned the Ark of Hashem, Eli fell backward off the seat beside the gate, broke his neck, for he was an old man and heavy. He had been a chieftain of Israel for forty years. His daughter-in-law, the wife of Phinehas, was with child, about to give birth. When she heard the report that the Ark of Hashem was captured, and that her father-in-law and her husband were dead, she was seized with labor pains, and she crouched down and gave birth. As she lay dying, the woman attending her said, Do not be afraid, for you have borne a son. But she did not respond or pay heed. She named the boy Ichabod, meaning, The glory has departed from Israel, referring to the capture of the Ark of Hashem and to the death of her father-in-law and her husband. The glory is gone from Israel, she said, for the Ark of Hashem has been captured. John 5, 24-47 Verily, verily, I, Yeshua, say to you, He that hears my word and believes on him that sent me has everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death to life. Verily, verily, I say unto you, The hour is coming, and now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. For as the Father has life in himself, so has he given to the Son to have life in himself, and has given him authority to execute judgment also, because he is the Son of Man. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice, and shall come forth, they that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. I can of my own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just, because I seek not my own will, but the will of the Father which has sent me. If I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. There is another that bears witness of me, and I know that the witness which he witnesses of me is true. You sent unto John, and he bare witness to the truth. But I receive not testimony from man. But these things I say that you might be saved. He was a burning and a shining light, and you were willing for a season to rejoice in his light. But I have greater witness than that of John, for the works which the Father has given me to finish, the same works that I do, bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. And the Father himself which has sent me has borne witness of me. You have neither heard his voice at any time nor seen his shape. And you have not his word abiding in you, for whom you have sent him, him you believe not. Search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. And you will not come to me, that you might have life. I receive not honor from men, but I know you, that you have not the love of God in you. I am come in my Father's name, and you receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him you will receive. How can you believe which receive honor of another, and seek not the honor that comes from God alone? Do not think that I will accuse you to the Father. 
There is one that accuses you, even Moses, in whom you trust. For had you believed Moses, you would have believed me, for he wrote of me. But if you believe not his writings, how shall you believe my words? Psalm 106, 1-12 Praise ye the Lord. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Who can utter the mighty acts of the Lord? Who can show forth all his praise? Blessed are they that keep judgment, and he that does righteousness at all times. Remember me, O Lord, with the favor that you bear to your people. O visit me with your salvation, that I may see the good of your chosen, that I may rejoice in the gladness of your nation, that I may glory with your inheritance. We have sinned with our fathers, we have committed iniquity, we have done wickedly. Our fathers understood not your wonders in Egypt, they remembered not the multitude of your mercies, but provoked him at the sea, even at the Red Sea. Nevertheless he saved them for his name's sake, that he might make his mighty power be known. He rebuked the Red Sea also, and it was dried up. So he led them through the depths as through the wilderness. And he saved them from the hand of him that hated them, and redeemed them from the hand of the enemy. And the waters covered their enemies, there was not one of them left. Then believed they his words, they sang his praise. Proverbs 14, 30-31 A sound heart is the life of the flesh, but envy the rottenness of the bones. He that oppresses the poor reproaches his maker, but he that honors him has mercy on the poor. Please enjoy the Shabbat Shalom song sung by Joshua Aaron. When the sun has set on a Friday night, bringing peace into your home, Families will gather all around singing Shabbat Shalom. Everybody sing Shalom. Put a smile upon your face He's got the whole world in his hands So obey his commands And you will know peace
Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.